Hello and welcome to this Fine Chemicals and HCR Conversations podcast brought to you by Argos Media. I'm Leonardo Siqueira, one of the editors of Fine Chemicals here at Argos, and I'm joined today by Steve Williams, Vice President of C5 and Hydrocarbon Resins at Argos. Steve, welcome to our very first episode of Fine Chemicals and HCR Conversations. Demand for South American gun rosin has been weak in recent months, along with lower prices because of higher buy inventories in Europe and not much trading activity. How is the demand outlook for hydrocarbon-based techifiers and adhesives in Europe and elsewhere? Well, first, uh, greetings to our listeners for this uh, first podcast in the series. Um, with respect to demand for hydrocarbon tackifiers in Europe, and for that matter, the, the rest of the globe, we definitely saw weaker demand during the first, fourth quarter of uh, 2022 and carrying somewhat into the first quarter of 2023. Uh, some of this had been destocking for the end of 2022, but weaker structural demand is, is also evident in early 2023. Uh, we had been seeing tackifier prices move lower in the Western Hemisphere during Q4. Inventories were moving higher in China and better availability for, for most types of tackifiers within both uh, Europe and the U.S. What should be some of the key factors uh, driving supply and demand for hydrocarbon tackifiers progressing into 2023? Well, in Europe... Tackifier production has been weaker. Uh, number of plants shut down or reduced due to poor production economics, uh, labor strikes in France, and uh, most recent round of European sanctions on exported Russian oil products. Um, we would expect European tackifier production to remain on the weaker side for the balance of Q1 and into Q2. China production has been weaker due to very weak domestic demand and export demand, but there's certainly plenty of feedstock and production capacity in China, and they continue to be very aggressive on export pricing to the Americas and especially Europe, which is the bigger export opportunity. Production in the U.S. should be slightly lower to meet a little weaker demand and with what is slightly lower availability of domestic feedstock for resin production with reduced ethylene cracker rates. On the demand side, uh, all eyes are initially on China for the reemergence of demand after the Lunar New Year holiday. And uh, with COVID cases on the decline after the huge peak, uh, after the initial elimination of the zero tolerance policy. So for both China and the rest of the globe, we have improved expectations for the second half of 2023 in terms of economic growth which will obviously help drive uh, improved demand for tackifiers, which are used predominantly in the hot melt adhesive markets. Globally, uh, th there's more than enough production capacity to meet increased demand and increased exports from China to the West are likely to be the result of improving demand as we progress through the year. Feedstock availability for hydrocarbon tackifier production, it's generally not a concern in China, unlike the US or, or Europe. But it also appears one of the key feedstocks uh, for rosin and especially rosin ester derivative production in North America and Europe, CTO, is getting a lot of attention. Can you comment on the issues surrounding CTO in the U.S.? Uh, sure, Steve. Uh, the supply of crude oil CTO, which is a byproduct of the softwood craft popping process, is expected to remain tight in the first quarter of this year. With uh, CTO supply scarce in the U.S. and Europe, the world's two largest CTO markets, there is room for sustained price volatility looking into 2023. 
In the US, about 70% of CTO supply is currently under long-term contract agreements and the scarce CTO available in the spot market is heard offer at higher prices. Market participants anticipate we will continue to see tight supply and there is discussion there could be demand destruction because of higher pricing. Buyers discuss uh, moving away certain formulations from fractions like tall oil fatty acids, also known as TOFA. There is also discussion higher feedstock prices can hurt the CTO fractionation business and fractionators are heard operating at reduced rates. Leo, how do you, how do you see the CTO situation in Europe? In Europe, uh, supply disruptions and rising energy prices for pulp and paper mills in Europe have accelerated the use of swaps of tall oil for tall oil pitch, known as top or just pitch. And pitch is the bottom fraction uh, which is obtained by distilling CTO. So fractionators need CTO as a feedstock, while the pulp mills are looking at pitch as a cheaper fuel alternative in face of high energy prices and reduce natural gas supplies. So the terms of the swap deals are often discussed on a case-by-case -case basis and depend on the existing relationship between seller and buyer. They also depend on the distance between the pulp mill and the fractionator and on the quality of CTO. Sources said that the swap deals should continue into the first quarter of this year, but it is unclear if this will be constrained in the long term by limited pitch supplies because fractionators often get about 30% pitch from CTO. Turning to the rosin part of the business, the supply of tall oil rosin, also known as store, is considered sufficient, but demand is hurt weaker because of high rosin inventories in Europe. There is also discussion rosin buyers in Europe could be destocking by the end of the first quarter. Rosin destocking, including the destocking of gum rosin in Europe, could lead to increased demand for Brazilian gum rosin. Demand for, South for the South American product has been weak in recent months because of higher buyer inventories in Europe and weakened trading activity. Prices for the Brazilian gum rosin have been down in recent months. But we now hear Chinese buyers are quoting the Brazilian product and a few deals have been reported below the low end of our price assessment range. Increased demand from China, which has not been in the market for South American product for years, could provide support for higher Brazilian Garrosan prices. And in some other instances, uh, we have seen hydrocarbon-based tech fires taking market share from rosin derivatives. Steve, do you see any changes in techifier production capacity which could possibly offset any potential loss of CTO derivative production? Well, globally, uh, the surplus production capacity for hydrocarbon techifiers, it generally means that new capacity in the West where there's a lack of uh, resin feedstocks is, is very unlikely to occur. So, and this is, it's generally the case as well in Japan and probably in South Korea as well for, for water white grades. But uh, a new tachifier capacity continues to be built in China where most of the excess capacity already resides. Um, we expect to see new C5 tachifier capacity in late first half or early second half of, of 2023 from Lua at uh, Goulet. And, and when market conditions dictate, uh, there's a second C5 tachifier line at Durong uh, in East China, which is also available uh, for startup. 
Uh, Durong also has a water white uh, tack of fire line at Zushan Highland, which should start up in, in the second half of 2023, uh, really consuming the, the DCPD feed produced at the site. Um, we also expect the startup of a new DCPD based water white tackifier unit at Tian Li in northwest China during uh, the, the uh, fourth quarter of 2023. And uh, Lua at Goulet will also have a new water white unit based on DCPD feed, which may start up during early second half of 2023. So, uh, as usual, there's no lack of new capacity on the books within China to help fill any void in production. But these are hydrocarbon-based tackifiers, and many large consumers of tackifiers are looking to have at least some portion of uh, a more sustainable and, and in that case, more likely pine-based tackifier supply in the portfolio. Leo, how do you see the CTO pricing and availability playing out moving forward in time, and what do you impact you think it might have on the aspirations of some of these tackifier consumers, including adhesive makers, to, to meet their sustainability goals? Even the U.S. Uh, CTO has seen uh, upward price pressure because of a lack of the product in the spot market. So uh, market participants indicate prices may have reached a plateau and buyers excuse moving to alternative stream products due, due to the higher cost of the feedstock material. So there should be sustained price volatility this year and no CTO expansions are anticipated in the U.S. The startup of a new pulp mill in Finland in the third quarter of this year may provide some additional volume in Europe, but CTO supply should remain tight. Pricing in Europe may also increase, and pulp mills are expected to continue requiring pitch from fractionators as part of their supply agreements. With uh, CTO supply short and customers of fractions like TOFA looking elsewhere for alternative products, it seems that specialty chemicals and companies willing to use adhesive makers to meet their sustainability goals could be paying a premium for the pine-based raw material. We have seen a few company announcements for the use of CTO-based feedstocks, which will likely include other CTO streams for the production of products such as styrene and amorphous polymers. Uh, Steve, can you provide us an update on the tariffs the U.S. imposed on a number of Chinese goods, including tech fires of all varieties? What kind of impact can these tariffs have on the longer-term imports of both pine-based and hydrocarbon-based tachyfiers to the U.S.? Well, the tariffs uh, implemented in 2018 on, on many of the Chinese goods exported to the U.S. and more commonly known as Section 301 tariffs uh, saw the, the initial four-year implementation period expire in late, later 2022. Uh, feedback from you know a number of market participants to the U.S. trade rep during the, the subsequent two months uh, after the initial tariff period saw a number of the participants advocating for the continuation of the tariffs due to what they obviously view as a potential damage caused by the tariffs if you know if they were to be removed so as part of the trade reps uh, process uh, you know this initiated a further investigation by the US trade rep you know with the tariffs uh, you know continuing to remain in place at this point 
The U.S. trade rep initiated a two-month comment period through mid-January of 2023, which, whereby you know, any interested or affected parties could comment on the necessity and desirability of extending the tariffs relating to you know, specific HTS codes. The trade rep received almost 1,500 submissions during the comment period, and you know, now they have to, will need to review the comments before you know, proposing any further actions. In the meantime, the tariffs remain in place, and this is likely to be the case, you know, for some period of time. You know, I suspect that we may come out of the review process with with an updated and improved methodology for requesting and approving exceptions to the tariffs. But this, you know, this remains somewhat speculative uh, at, at this point. There's no doubt that many industry participants will be watching the outcome of the U.S. Trade Representatives review of the tariffs. Thanks for listening to this podcast. In the next episode, we'll discuss trade flows for pineola resin and gum rosin markets in Brazil and China, the two biggest markets for these products. If you would like a discussion about the pine chemicals and hydrocarbon resin markets and how we access prices and market trends at Argus, please send us an email at leonardo.siqueira at argusmedia.com or stephen.williams at argosmedia.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes.